0: Hey, landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management. With tenant-paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, and a suite of incredible landlord tools, you'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to keycheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with Keycheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content.
1: Kelly Bailey here, your host of The Landlord Diaries, coming to you as a midterm rental enthusiast in the Austin, Texas area and other fun cities such as Belton Temple.
2: Seriously, Kelly, one day I'm going to figure out where Belton Temple is.
1: We need to one-up that and just have you come down. You can get on the boat with Deal. us. You can enjoy oh sunset from the water,
2: delicious yeah, you mentioned today turning on air conditioning and I'm still freezing. So <laughs> I'm just, I'll just go ahead, come on down. We can record some in the same room together. It'll be so great. That would be cool. So today we get to talk to Tammy, and Tammy has taken a whole different approach um, to her midterm rentals, which was really interesting to dive in and get the details on what she's doing. She has fewer properties, but they're larger and they get a larger rent. So she's primarily dealing with insurance companies who are looking for placements um, for people who have been displaced from their home for one reason or another. Kelly, I know that you've had some of those as well. Yep. Um, There's a lot of demand for it. So it's really interesting um, to get her take on it and kind of hear her experience and we, we get some really good insights. So I hope everyone enjoys this episode. As always, thank you for listening and please give us some feedback on wherever you're listening to this. We work so hard and we love hearing your feedback. Um, and please don't forget that this podcast is um, sponsored by Furnish Finder. You can list your midterm furnished rental there for only $99 a year and you get so many benefits that it's just absolutely incredible. So definitely check it out at furnishedfinder.com.
1: Tammy Barnes has a W-2 job, is a wife and mother of one rambunctious toddler, and manages a couple midterm furnished rentals in her spare time, primarily for insurance-related claims. While this sounds like a sweet, simple story, she will address many of your concerns today about larger, higher-priced homes as her three midterm rentals range between $7,500 to $12,500 Per month. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for being with us today. How are you?
3: Good. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes, we are so excited to tell your story. Uh, I just love your personality. So it's going to come out in this interview. So, first question Why don't you start by telling us about your midterm rental properties and why you got into the midterm rental game in the first place?
3: Okay, good question. So, I have three properties, Uh, I own two and manage one for my parents. I am a newbie to this, quite frankly. I I started about about nine months ago, actually, um, and I learned just progressively more and more about the insurance related rentals. Really, just because during the pandemic, my husband and I we were considering uh, moving out of state, and so at that time, you know, it was very hard to get moving companies, and they were charging. 15,000, 20,000 to move furniture. So I told my husband, I said, you know what? Let's just leave the furniture. Let's rent the home out and we'll leave the furniture. So I put the property online uh, with a slight premium over a long term rental. And I had doctors and, you know, people relocating, contacting me. And the other individuals contacting me were insurance agencies um, or third party agencies that were kind of connected to the insurance companies. And so at first I said, okay, this seems like a scam. I have all of these agencies calling me. And so I started looking into it. Ultimately, we did not end up relocating. We we did not relocate. I'm still in Southern California, but at that time it piqued my interest. Like, what is this? And they're offering so much above long-term rent, even so uh, quite a bit above long-term furnished rent. And so I started researching, and this was about a year ago. And I went on YouTube, I went on Google, I went everywhere and I could not find anything because I'm typing in insurance related rentals, nothing came up. But I said, you know what, I have to move on this. So the opportunity came up to, um, I renovated or kind of did a DIY general contracting type situation with my parents' house um, that they were renovating and they wanted to rent it out, but they wanted to live in it for about six months so it would be furnished. So I put it up on some platforms. And right away, we got the insurance company rentals. And so from that point on, I just started learning more and more about the process. Then I converted an existing long-term rental that me and my husband already owned, and then converted uh, another rental that we had as well. So we currently have three, um, one owned by my parents, uh, and I managed that one. And then we are also an escrow, not in Southern California. This was kind of Not expected, but it'll actually be in Mississippi where our family's from. And so this one was accidental. So we we are in escrow as of a couple of days um, on that one. So that's a little bit different because I'm in a very urban um, SoCal, densely populated um, uh, SoCal. And so the the Mississippi will be a, a slightly different pace. So we'll see how that works out. Very cool.
2: Yeah. All right. I have a couple of questions here. So uh, they're all grouped together. So I'm just going to fire them at you all, all at mm-hmm. once. But Uh-oh. first of all, have you, <laughs> do you primarily work with um, insurance companies now? Or are you like, is that kind of been your bread and butter? And are those, fur- are those insurance agencies or like you said, uh, companies that work with them reaching out to you through Furnished Finder?
3: Yes. So I have exclusive now i won't say i will be exclusive in the in the future but all of my bookings have been for the last 9 months on all properties have been insurance related so that's where i'm targeting that's my focus you know, I have some international travelers who may inquire some different relocation. Um, but usually I'm I'm my my kind of my box, my comfort levels with the insurance related rentals, So that is where I focus. That's where I'm trying to kind of dig deep and have deeper roots in that very specific um, avatar. And so um, that is where I kind of sit. So all of my listings do reference the insurance related related rentals. And what was the second part of your question?
2: Oh, if these insurance agencies are reaching out to you through Furnished Finder,
3: yes. And so I, I, I am not an Airbnb person. I do not um, list on Airbnb. I never have. Um, my uh, insurance rentals, the agencies contact me through Furnished Finder or Zillow. And at this point, in the last probably six months, it's been primarily Furnished Finder. So I know Furnished Finder. I don't know if going forward, but I know historically has been focused towards um medical professionals, right? But we have so many individuals who are interested in temporary housing and temporary furnished housing, whether it be your digital nomads, whether it be those who are relocating. But mm-hmm. I've also found that when I post on Furnish Finder, I'm not going to get any inquiries from the uh, medical professionals because these properties are high priced. Um, but my inquiries come from the third-party insurance agencies who still go there to find me. And so that is probably the most prominent platform that I use because that's where and every time I talk to an insurance agent um, or a third party, I ask them, you know, where do you look for these um, furnished housing? And almost exclusively, the first thing they always say is Furnish Finder. Um, there's amazing. some who they don't work with Airbnb at all, um, and so although I know that I'm not using the platform specifically for medical professionals, but I'm using it to get leads because that's where the the, the uh, third party insurance agencies are are looking to get these this housing. So that's what I use.
2: And that's a really good point. And I want everyone to to kind of know that and kind of know the background of Furnish Finder. We <laughs> did start as a place for travel nurses and traveling medical professionals to find housing, but it has scaled, right. Mm -hmm. Especially with the pandemic and with needs and lifestyles changing. And like you said, insurance claims, um, and traveling medical professionals still make up, I'd say about 50% of our audience, but that's Mm -hmm. almost 50% that aren't. So, um, keep that. I think that everyone needs to keep that in mind, right. It's good for, um, so many different reasons, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're dead on.
3: Absolutely. So
1: do you market your properties in any specific way to attract insurance providers or what do you do special with your listing?
3: You know, I can't say that I do anything special. Um, I think it's, it's inherent in where you are, what the need is and what you're offering. And so I'm in a, densely populated urban center, but in the suburbs of these areas, right? So I'm not in the core center areas. I'm in the suburbs, the commutable suburbs to the greater LA area. Um and so I think honestly just having a larger property. Um I think with the insurance rental um dynamic of of, of, of midterm rental is that it's very easy for them to get one bedrooms, two bedrooms. They can go to the apartment complexes Um, and, and get furnished rentals there. So I think for me, Mm -hmm. what has, has, you know, contributed to the success is that, uh, these properties are larger The The smallest one is 2000 square feet. They're three and four bedrooms and they're in a, an area where it's just a high, it's a high barrier to entry. I'm in Southern California, so the market is expensive. Um, you know, it's hard to get into. We can't build anywhere. We can't do anything but go up. And so there's definitely a market, and there's just a lot of people. There's a lot of housing, so a lot of um, housing was built over the years, and so that's where I focus my efforts. And even when looking for additional properties, which we're looking for additional properties, is what cities have a large swath of homes all over the place. Um, and so I furnish them. I furnish them on my own. Um, I use the same skill I would use to furnish my own home. One of my criteria for my properties is I I want to be willing to live in it, right? And so mm-hmm. you know. You know, me and my husband have been at it for a while. We've been on that hamster wheel, that corporate life. We've been in lovely hotels. We've been a lot of places, but we want to be able to have a property that is worth living in. And so for us, we, I furnish it economically, but I furnish it in a way and decorate it in a way to where it would be appealing. So no clutter, no granny furniture. Mm. I try to get furniture that's, you know, transitional, traditional type furniture, comfortable and livable, but also nice. Um And so, so I think ultimately with the insurance rentals, the individual does come to the house first to see if they're willing to live there. And so ultimately, you need to provide a product that is going to appeal to that individuals. And I like to say that I want the home that they're coming to to look better than their own home. Um, and so ultimately, I think it's all about being on the right platform where you can be seen and having the product that uh, the individual desires.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, furnished finder is the place for you with furnished finder you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30 day plus days it's a win-win for everyone involved so if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord shoulders head over to FurnishedFinder.com today we make it easy to get started we're grateful to furnished finder for sponsoring this episode and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you
1: I just love your story so much. It's like you shake things up. You, you go <laughs> after things in a much different way than some of our users. And I think it's always good to take a step back and mm-hmm. relook at, okay, how can I think outside the box? How do I simplify and stay on track? But what can mm-hmm. I do outside the box to improve my properties? And I love that. So why do you think there are so many insurance claims in Southern California area?
3: You know, that is a good question. Um, I'm going to first answer that with saying, I don't know. I'm not for sure. But I have a couple of uh, you know thoughts on why that may be. I will say this. So in the time frame that I've done the insurance rentals, which, like I said, I'm, I'm just getting out the gate. It's been about nine months, I believe, um, is all of my insurance rentals have been flooded homes and not natural disaster? We're in Southern California. We're not talking natural. <laughs> We're not talking natural disaster floods. We're talking about pipes bursting in homes. Mm. So a couple of things. I'm in high density areas where there's a lot of homes and high high home ownership. That's one. Um, And two, we have older housing stock out here. And so these homes, some of them were built. They have plumbing from the 50s, the 60s. And a lot Mm. of individuals are coming home. The pipes are bursting in their walls. Their homes are flooded. One individual said, a couple of feet, which I said a couple of feet. (laughs) I I hope that wasn't the case, but everyone in all the properties, everyone we've had is it's related to uh, uh, a flood in the, in the house or the home flooding. Um, so no fire, I'm not in areas where there'll be fires. There's areas in California where there's a lot of fires. Um, so I just, I think it's just based on the area. And for me, I just think they, we have these older housing stocks. So, there is a lot of claims related to that, and we're just naturally in a high density area. Mm-hmm.
2: So, do you do any uh, you know analytics or research to find any hard data on the demand or insurance claim volume, or are you just kind of going based on those soft demand kind
3: of factors? There for me, it's all. I am a DIYer. It's all soft, and the reason I I love analytics. My 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 W two job has a significant part of it is analytics. The issue is there is none for this market, or at least I should say there's none that I am aware of. And so it's one of those areas where if you you don't jump unless you have hardcore numbers that are on a spreadsheet and you can determine and you can compare, then you probably Mm -hmm. won't be able to move in this specific sector of renting. Because right. the information's out there, it's not like the short terms, right? And it's not like long terms, midterms. I have I have yet to find a data source that that gives me the information that tells me, okay, what is the likelihood for me to have a lot of claims? How do I even right. determine how much money the market would bear in this area? Well, and I'm just assuming that insurance pol-
2: insurance companies probably want to keep that pretty confidential too.
3: Yeah, I I, I would bet. I, I I would bet that, that you know their goal is to get you know to be able to to rent your home for as little as possible, um. And so it's just one of those things where you really just have to use those 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 soft areas mm-hmm. navigate. I I do navigate the short term rental forums and things to get more insight. But ultimately, when I enter a market, I'm entering that market with no idea what the market will bear as it relates to insurance rentals. Um, but so still making smart adjust, decisions, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And.
1: For those listening, like we try to make these episodes timeless, but in general, keep in mind a couple years ago, we were at 35,000 listings. Now we're at 200,000 listings. We mm-hmm. expect to double within the next year or two to 400,000 listings, mm-hmm. you know, and expand from right now where travel nursing maybe used to be the main focus. Now Mm -hmm. it's a little over 50% of the traffic is travel nurse associated or traveling medical professionals. So guys, Mm -hmm. there's lots out there. And yes, the midterm rental statistics are not necessarily straightforward right now, which I don't know (laughs) if any real estate data is straightforward, but we are, stay, stay stay up with Furnish Finder. We are doing yeah. our best to, over these next couple of years, bring as much data as we can. And we know, guys, with inflation, when you look at that pie chart on www.furnishfinder.com forward slash stats, we know that top. That top number is low. It's twenty five hundred right now, and in a lot of the larger cities, you'll see seventy five percent of the pie chart is over that twenty five hundred for an entire unit. So we're working on updating some of those details. So look forward to look forward to that, and keep up with Furnish Finder's stats for sure. So let's transition to one of those other things that you just think outside the box, and I love that about you. And I think on our intro call, if I remember correctly, you said you like to stay away from popular vacation areas and you prefer to have properties in HOA, which is mind blowing for a lot of people. So <laughs> let's dive into that.
3: I know that sounds, it, it seems really weird. But I'll say this is if when the property is in a um, vacation area, there's plenty of opportunity because there are short term rentals everywhere. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these short term rentals are are having difficulty with some of the other platforms, you know, different changes and mechanisms are changing on Airbnb. So they are getting wind of midterm rentals. And so some of them, they are receiving some of these insurance related kind of inquiries in booking midterm longer stays. And so not only does it depress the market in terms of what what it will bear in terms of how much rent you can charge, but the supply, it it just becomes overwhelming. Um, and so the, the only reason I say this is because I'm in two, three separate suburban markets, right? So three separate suburban markets. Um, one is maybe about, 50 miles from the LA center and one's maybe 20 miles from the LA center. Those do well. They have their own one. The one that's 50 miles gets about 7,500. The one that's about 20 miles gets about 10,000 on average. And then I have one that's in a vacation area. And that home is the larger of the homes, is probably the most well-appointed of the homes, but the market will probably bear no more than about 12,000 When you would think it would be more. And the reason is because there are so many more short term rentals. So in that market and the market I'm referring to is the Long Beach market. It has its own epicenter. It has its own things to do. It's not too far. It's, you know, a beach uh, area. Um, The issue with it is there's just so much supply there that you can't get the money that you need based on the cost of the home. And so, for me, it's just one of those things where I, I, I just prefer that. And when you, the other part of your question has to do with the HOA. I won't say that I prefer HOAs my homes just are in HOAs. And so okay. I've learned how to navigate my existing home. The one I'm buying now is not an HOA. So re- remember, I, I transition over existing properties. Mm-hmm. Um, So I learned how to navigate with the home being in an HOA. Um, okay, And so that's another reason I chose midterm rental strategy before, you know, all of the Legal issues that may come up, but for in general, for HOAs, they have no problems with 30 plus day rentals. Um, So it's not something I have to transition into, it's something that I naturally wanted. And you know, HOAs in SoCal are good, you know, from block to block, things transition very swiftly (laughs) in uh, LA County and other surrounding counties. And so for most people, it's seen as a huge positive and a benefit when they're coming into a home and they're seeing that it it is in a a gated community. That's great
1: advice. So I think, you know, this, this is not normal for Katie and I, but you're making me think, of we we bought most of our five midterm rentals within the last couple of years in the height of the Austin market, and somehow mm. still secured great properties that are profitable. Uh, we typically cash flow somewhere between five hundred to fifteen hundred per proper, property right now. So there two of ours are in an HOA in the same HOA. And so to set ourselves up for success, we're like, one, we're going to put Dave on the board and make sure everything goes well. (laughs) But first off, you got to start with square one of how do you analyze an HOA to make sure it's a good investment in the Mm -hmm. first place for midterm rentals. So Mm -hmm. there's an I found a podcast. I listened to like four or five different ones about HOAs that eh, they were okay. But there's one, it was gold. And so I'm going to put it in the show notes so you guys can listen to it if you want. Yes, because it's it's really good advice on how to really dive in and know whether an HOA is ready for your midterm rentals or not. And ours has been a huge success. It's a great neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I think to change the 30-day minimum, higher or lower, is... 80% of the neighborhood that lives there would have to vote to change to approve either short term Mm -hmm. or, you know, go from 30 plus days to six months or whatever. So it's not going to happen. We can't even get you know, more than 12 people to the meeting. So
2: (laughs) isn't that funny? Everyone complains about
3: HOAs, but then no Mm -hmm. one ever wants to be involved in them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So true. So true. So we haven't had any issues. There's a little bit more you have to do. Because in one of my HOA uh, communities, you actually have to register to tenant and all of that. But ultimately, I, I've had no one less than three months. That's kind of my sweet spot. I want a 90-day rental. I want a break in between. Um, so for wow. the most part, uh, there's been no issue. A, a little bit of an extra step. Their car has to be registered. Because one actually has 24-hour security. So you have to be able to get mm-hmm. in and out. And um, But it hasn't been an issue. And when individuals come, there are very few gated communities in L.A. County. Um, and when individuals come they're coming from property that's not usually not integrated community. So when you have swimming pools and basketball courts and gyms, and it's, you know, once they arrive, that's it. So as long as I can get an individual who's considering the property there, I haven't had anyone who said, no, we don't want to, we don't want to rent this property. So I think it's a ultimately a net benefit in in my, in my scenarios. love that.
1: So Tammy, You've already said that you found your next property in Mississippi. How exciting. But in general, on our intro call, you're saying, you know, you've started doing some research on how to know where insurance companies are looking and strategizing Mm -hmm. for your next purchases. How's that research going?
3: You know, I use the term research loosely. Um, it's going. <laughs> you know, I have my own buy box. And what I'm doing is a lot of the information related to the insurance uh, rentals, is word of ma- There's, I'm not finding much out there for to digest. Mm-hmm. And so, anytime I'm talking with one of the third party agencies that's booking, I'm asking questions. They may ask me questions, but I'm asking a lot of questions. So I'm asking them, you know, where do you, where's your book of business right now? Where do you have a lot of demand right now? Um, I'm looking at a couple of cities. You know, what, what's your demand like in these, uh, uh, these couple of areas? And so I've had some tell me, hey, these are the cities where we have people lined up who we can never find um, a rental for them. And so Mm -hmm. one of the agents told, informed me, he said, you know, and it's because it's a high, high owner occupancy level in these these cities. And no one wants to live outside the city. So, right, if you have a Mm -hmm. fire, you have something happen to your home, they'll find something within a reasonable, maybe a 10 mile, five mile radius. Well, these individuals in in particular in the city, they do not want to leave their city. Right, LA is very mm-hmm. choppy. So sometimes you leave over and you're in an area where it's like, this is not what I'm. <laughs> you know, this is not what I want. <laughs> this is not what I'm used to. <laughs> and so the hard part about that is these are tend to be probably your your B plus class areas. Maybe your maybe B. You have some B's in there. Um, so they're very expensive in Southern California. So a starter home is a million bucks right That's
1: so um, crazy so, so, you so crazy out. i am not <laughs> jealous
3: <laughs> so you have to figure out you know can i get close what's the neighboring city that is bordering that is cheaper um you know and so i just ask so many questions when i'm on the phone just like i said i'll ask hey where are you looking when you're i know you found mm-hmm. me where did you find me first where did you what platform did you find me on Um, And then secondly, where do you go? What's the first um, place you go? And like I said, the vast majority of the individuals I speak to, um, they will tell me their first spot is Furnished Finder. And then I think a lot of some of these um, third party agencies that, uh, 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 you know, seek to find uh, furnished housing, they actually do not, they will not use Airbnb. Airbnb. Um, And so I think for me, a lot of individuals in this market, they started off in this arena through Airbnb. But being my husband, we were we were long-term. Um, we had a, a long-term property. So we learned DIY how to manage that property. We never did the Airbnb. So for us, the transition was easy because we can transition. We already were doing leases. We were already doing um, background and credit checks. And so it became not as hard for people to come off the of Airbnb. We were never on an Airbnb. And so we know how to speak with these agencies and negotiate and navigate. OK, we still need these things. We still need you to sign a lease. We still need to do our background checks. We still. So it became for me um, just a, a desire to really just get as much information I, as I can through the individuals I was talking to. Because, I'm, you know, I kind of I don't want to say I bucked the system. I'm just taking a different route. I, I'm not on any networks. I'm not doing any networking. I, I Like I said, I'm a full mother, <laughs> a whole wife. I have a W-2. Thankfully, it's actually only part-time right now. I went part-time. um, But I have a whole family obligations. We, we host a lot. I have a whole church family. And so I have a lot on my plate. I don't necessarily- That's have a lot. The, yes. <laughs> I don't necessarily have the time to do a lot of networking, to do a lot of research. But what I'm trying to do is just dig deep in the specific arena I, I'm in, and which is midterm rentals, specifically the insurance-related midterm rentals.
2: This makes a lot of sense, though, because I think I think, and Kelly and I have talked about it before. A lot of people can got, get caught up in analysis paralysis, mm-hmm. where the best way to learn really is to do mm-hmm. right, even if you are not prepared. Um, I know uh, I did my first furnished monthly rental earlier. Well, I was going to say earlier this year. It's actually last year. Um, and we jumped in way before we were ready. Right. But that's the best way to learn. And we learned so much from that first round Mm -hmm. and then the second round and you just keep doing it and just going and making big action and smart, right. Not careless, Mm -hmm. but like not being afraid to actually start turning the wheels. Um, a lot of stuff, just, you just have to kind of put the cart before the horse. Um, you're actually getting my wheels spinning a little yeah. bit because we have um, our old house, which yes. is two minutes down the road that we moved out of as a nice four-bedroom house. And we currently rent it out long-term, but we've been considering selling it before we hit the capital gains um, time limit. But I'm like,
3: hmm. <laughs> Don't do it. Buy and hold all the way. <laughs> well,
2: you know, it's, it. that, it's, that, it's that, <laughs> that capital gains that always gets me, but I'm yes. like... Well, I mean, if we could get a higher rent from mm-hmm. insurance
3: agents, And this is mm-hmm. the thing. You could check on whether you can get a higher rent before you actually make a full decision. I have, so we have a property, the one that gets to 10K. I listed that property before it was fully furnished. I put pictures on it of it empty. Yep, <laughs> And yep. I just said, you know what, I'm just going to be in the process of furnishing it. And I'm just going to list it early. So then maybe I can kind of have it by the time I'm ready, I may actually already have a tenant for it. And I'm telling yeah. you, every time I transition a property, I have someone And these individuals found me on Furnish Finder. I have someone before I actually even get the house furnished. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I've, I've actually done do that not. with
2: the past couple of properties as well. And Furnish Finder even has when you're doing a listing, you can even add that it's currently being furnished or mm. it, I don't have the wording right, but there's something like that. Um, to, to let everyone know that like, okay, look at these pictures. Like, yes, there's not furniture in there, but there will be. Oh, wow. I have to check that out. I wasn't aware of that. It's, it's new and it's, okay. it's Is it? a really good tip for anyone. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that'll be, that's really helpful because I know I've done that before and it's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Just be able to get the feel. And you can also start to see your leads and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So just to see what's there. Um, yeah. I love it. I love how you've taken a creative approach too. You will have to make sure and find
1: the steps and put it on the show notes for people. Yeah. Because I'm intrigued by that one too. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so cool. There's new things being added all the time. I don't know if all if all of you have found the number, like the bedroom the bed sizes is a new feature and internet Mm. speed. I love the bed size one because it's way too often that you squint. You're like looking at a picture thinking what size is that? I know. I can't tell. And I catch myself sometimes having to update that in my own listings. Like, oh, I forgot to put the size of the bed on this one. I'll put it in the photos. But if the captions are cut off or aren't always displayed correctly, then you want it in your as well. So that's a really cool new feature under the details tab. And uh, Internet speed is super helpful for our digital nomads and our remote workers out there. We've given y'all a lot to think out about today and we're going to challenge you with stick to your plan, but don't be afraid to think outside the box. And if you Mm -hmm. haven't got started, you have to just jump in and add the property for 99 bucks. You can, like we're saying, put the pictures on unfurnished from your real estate sale or from your iPhone and then update them. To professional photos, which we do recommend. So, Mm -hmm. Tammy, I think we've given enough to think about. We don't want their brains to explode today. So, this (laughs) was my brain's gonna explode. (laughs) Would you like to? So, in general, Tammy's listing will, uh, her landlord profile page to Furnish Finder will be in the show notes on YouTube and on the audio version as well. So, if you'd like to connect with Tammy, Go to her profile page. Mm -hmm. She's got her phone number. You can email her through through Furnish Finder. So there's lots of options. But any last things you'd like to share before we depart, Tammy?
3: No, I just thank you all for having me on. And and I'll just reiterate what you said. Is just, you know what, get out there. I'm a risk adverse person. You know, I don't get out into risky arenas very often, but if you do it step by step, you can remove the the base risk at every level and feel more comfortable. And so from someone who's not, who's risk averse, but if you have existing properties, um, give it a try, list it on Furnish Finder, mm-hmm. um, put the information that says that it will be furnished and see what, what the market will bear in your area and then go mm-hmm. from there. So- I, you know, it's been a huge blessing for us. And so, I mean, it's worth giving it a shot.
1: Yes. Don't forget to give yourself enough time to make sure uh, to furnish it. So don't put available tomorrow, but available in... Two weeks or a month, whatever time you're going to have enough to accomplish your goal. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, that's Kelly. At some point, we've got to do an episode on furnishing because, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, we always talk about it like it's nothing, but we all know that that is a beast. It's huge. It's (laughs) huge. I I
3: actually furnished a whole property. I had a tenant, and I actually accomplished getting it furnished and fully ready in five days. While they were waiting, nice work. Good job.
1: That's, t- I can do it in a week, but I prefer two weeks. But yes. in general, Sarah Weaver, who has the Bigger Pockets book, 30 Day Stay, uh, with co author Ziana. Did I just combine their names? No, Sarah Weaver and Ziana McIntyre. <laughs> but Sarah says she can furnish a property in two to three days.
2: I'm like, that's impressive. Oh, man. We did our two bed, two bath condo in a day. Whoa, that's even more impressive. Nice work, we Katie. were Now I had some family members helping, but oh my God, we were so tired. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs>
1: that is, is a lot. lot. All right. Well, if you're liking the show, we would absolutely appreciate your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe so you can always have the newest episode each week that comes out on Mondays. Thank you all for listening and have a great day. Bye, everyone. Bye.